It's certainly good to be in God's house this morning. I appreciate this beautiful day God's given us. And everybody's come to church this morning. Those who are watching, listening on the live stream, appreciate all of you. And God's sure good to us. Uh, God's uh, laid this uh, scripture on my heart this morning in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, uh, starting verse 23 and then 24, 25. And uh, so you pray and we'll try to read this. Uh, Paul's talking to Timothy here. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strifes. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach patience and meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. And so just a brief comment. When it said in the servant of the Lord must not strive, in the Greek that word strive means to quarrel and fight. And so sometimes uh, when our beliefs and our morals and our doctrine is opposed by the world, sometimes it would tend to stir you up in the flesh that you want to quarrel and, and fight. Or if somebody says something hateful to you, to say something hateful back. But Paul said that's not what we can do uh, to help the people of the world, and that's not what we can do to follow the Lord. So he said, and a servant of the Lord must not strive, not quarrel and fight, but be gentle unto all men, even if they're rude to you, <laughs> apt to teach, patient, and meekness, instructing those who oppose themselves. So people don't realize that sometimes they're against themselves when they're not following God, but it's up to us to reach out to them in love and humbleness and meekness and compassion. So pray, let's stand. We'll pray for just a moment as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, uh, thank you, God, for giving us instruction and guidance. And, uh, Lord, we realize that uh, when we follow you, uh, it goes uh, against our natural nature. But, God, we know that uh, uh, you have power to help us and uh, God, you can instruct us and you can guide us and your Holy Spirit will illuminate us to, so that we can see what we need to do. When we'll, when we'll try and humble our hearts, we can do that. Those things which seem impossible to us are possible in you. And God, we pray today that you just help us to be a light to the world and that we can reach out to those around us. God, we pray that you guide the service this morning. Bless it and fill it with your Holy Spirit. Uh, God, thank you for Sunday school this morning. Uh, we appreciate being able to fill your Holy Spirit in Sunday school. Uh, God, we are excited to be in your house this morning. And Lord, I pray today that you just bless us and help us in Jesus' holy name. And amen. amen. I'll turn to show Brother Taylor in the choir. H2.
page six. Page six.
page 38. Page 38. I saw I certainly appreciate that good singing. It blessed my heart. I'm glad to be here this morning, and it's just wonderful to see everybody here, uh, especially you that are visiting with us. We just are thrilled that you've come to be with us this morning. Thank God for you. It just blesses us to have you in our presence. And so at this time, we'll ask everybody to stand for just a moment.
We'll ask everyone who has an unspoken prayer request to signify it by raising your hand. And uh, now, just uh, if you have a request on your heart you'd like to make known, uh, something to speak about, just uh, say what you feel like asking. Anyone? Amen. Amen. Good quest. Certainly pray for his dad. That's one of my prayer requests too, brother. Someone else? Amen. Yes, sir. That's that's a good request and a good praise because God sure is answering prayers. Thank the Lord. Someone else? Appreciate that uh, report and that praise. Thank the Lord. I'd like to ask everybody to pray for Trey Brock this morning. Uh, Ronnie Roberts, pray for him too. Ronnie Roberts pastors a church down near Renfro Valley, Kentucky. It's named Brendel Ridge Baptist Church. Ron's been sick, and so he asked Trey to come and preach for him this morning. Uh, Trey's church, because of COVID, isn't having in-house services right now, so uh, Trey was available. And I just got a real burden. Uh, for that service at Brindle Ridge this morning. And uh, so really pray for that service. Any others? This week had the joy of having Nick Pugson, his cousin Jeremiah, at our house with the boys. And uh, I just would really like for the church to pray for Jeremiah. And um, I feel like we need some prayer right now. Amen. Remember Jeremiah Pugson, a uh, nice young man. We've had a, a burden for him for a long time. Sister Bob just requests prayer for him. I, I appreciate that request. I shall really pray for him. He usually attends uh, uh, the church down where D. Fusen is a pastor uh, down in the valley. Anyone else have requests? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly remember that request. Anyone else? Yeah. Amen. Thank God for that testimony. And like you, I thank the Lord for the choir this morning. I appreciate those words and that spirit. Anyone else? Let's mind the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Yep. 
Remember that. Pray for our lost. Any more? Remember that request. Remember that. Any others? Ask Brother Bill to lead us in prayer. Our most kind and gracious and all us heavenly Father, this is what we have in our hearts and our lives before you this morning. Trying to thank the Father for this another beautiful day. Blessings and get us together in the house of prayer that we might be able to Father fellowship with our brothers and our sisters in Florida. I pray this morning, Heavenly Father, that we might be able to lay aside every way to sin that so easily besets us here in the world that we might run this great race is set before us with patience, looking to Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith and our salvation this morning. God, how we thank thee for the great gift of salvation. Lord, we pray this morning for there's one here that don't have it in their heart and life this morning that you might convict them and trouble them in such a way that they could understand their need and that of the Lord Jesus Christ in their life. Father, because if they die in their sins where you are, they can't come but put out to go down with all nations that forget God. And we pray for all these many, many requests this morning that you grant them as they according to your will. Those that are sick, not able to be here, we pray that you might visit them wherever they are. But most of all, those that are sin sick and soul this morning, I pray that you might trouble them, Heavenly Father, that they might come and find this great salvation precious to their soul. Lead us and guide us now through this service and whatever is accomplished in it, we'll thank thee for it. We ask it in Jesus' name we pray, and amen. Amen. I appreciate that prayer. Now, who'd feel like singing this morning? Please pray and obey the Lord. Whoever have a song on your heart this morning, we'd sure like to hear you sing it. If God's given you something, you need to do that. that song someone else have a song on your heart 
Anyone? All right. Almost like to make a request, but uh, don't feel God opening that door to me to do that. So I won't. I'm just one more request. One more. Amen. Amen. Help him, Lord. Well, that's a great testimony and a great thanks, and uh, we're blessed that you're here this morning. I appreciate God blessing you to be here, and that's a great testimony. Thank the Lord. Anyone else? Some more testimony? All right. All right. Everybody pray then, if nobody feels like singing. I'd like to look to the fourth chapter of the book of Galatians. We'll start reading verse 18. Again, that's Galatians 4 and 18. And this is uh, Apostle Paul talking to the people of Galatia. And uh, I'll tell, I don't know why I feel like telling this, but uh, for some reason I do. Uh, when I was just a young preacher, and uh, Jabe Smith was just a young preacher, and uh, we happened to be out at uh, Brother Vic Jordan's house, uh, one of our elder deacons. And we were sitting talking to him, and some subject came up about uh, the scripture. And he said, I've just been reading uh, in the book of Galatians. And he said, Apostle Paul sure had a lot of trouble out of those Galatians, didn't he? And uh, I think I just mumbled, yeah, and Jade kind of nodded. And, and uh we, you know, agreed with Brother Vic. We had confidence what he said was right. But when we left, one of us said to the other, what was he talking about? Uh, we, didn't, we didn't know what kind of trouble that Paul had out of the Galatians. And he did have some trouble out of them. Uh, and maybe we'll get to some of that later. But uh, I just overlooked it. I'd read some in Galatians, but uh, it didn't make sense to me what Brother Victor said. But by him saying that, uh, that caused us to want to dig in a little deeper and see what it was talking about. So, but let's listen as Paul speaks to the Galatians here in chapter 4 and verse 18. But it's good to be zealously affected always in a good thing. So let me pause right there. It's good to have a zeal all the time in something good. Uh, not in something bad, of course, but it's good to be zealously affected always in a good thing. And not only when I'm present with you. See, he traveled, he'd come, and he went, and he'd visit, and he'd go back. And he goes on, verse 19, said, My little children, and, and listen to this carefully. My little children, of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Verse 20, I desire to be present with you now and to change my voice, for I stand in doubt of you. And so 
that would be a, if I was a Galatian and I heard Apostle Paul, great man of God, uh, as he spoke, uh, I would be alarmed and I would be wanting to check myself very carefully. And so when Paul was saying uh, it's good to be zealously affected, he said, and not just when I'm with you, but he said, my little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Now, uh, there was a church at Galatia and uh, there was people going to that church. Uh, not all of them were saved. Well, uh, that's great that you have lost people coming. Uh, but I want you to know uh, belonging to a church or going to a church is not enough to get you into heaven. And so when Paul said here, my little children whom I travail in birth. Now, the Bible talks all through the scriptures about a woman travailing in birth and painting to be delivered and gives a great illustration. Uh, we understand uh, that according to nature, uh, when a woman is carrying a child, when she's expecting, and then that time comes for her delivery, uh, that uh, she has pain with that. But it's a great joy when the birth comes. Well, the church is like that in this respect spiritually. Uh, we travail. We have, we have a burden. We have a pain even for the lost people. We want to see them saved. And, and listen, let me uh, tell you this. And, uh, uh, let me just say this uh, with all humbleness and meekness from my heart, uh, not trying uh, to discourage or uh, scold anybody, but uh, just uh, maybe as a reminder. Uh, if you haven't had a real heavy, heartfelt burden uh, for the lost lately, if you're a saved person, uh, you might want to examine yourself a little bit because uh, if we don't have a burden for the lost, we're not where we need to be with the Lord and we're not doing our job. And in fact, we're being a hindrance to the process. Uh, but, but Apostle Paul, as one of God's children and one of God's great preachers and part of the church, uh, he said, you're my little children of whom I travail in birth again. I've got another burden for you folks. I, I've had a burden for you, and it's come back. Uh, I travail in birth again for you. Uh, uh, listen to this, until Christ be formed in you. Boy, when I read that uh, uh, earlier this week, or maybe it was last week, uh, I, it stirred my heart. He said, I, I travail uh, again for you, uh, for birth, that Christ be formed in you. Well, what's it talking about? Well, I got to think about uh, Jesus uh, as he was born. Born, uh, uh, born of the Spirit. He was a Holy Ghost child, uh, born of Mary, uh, uh, come forth like that, laid in a manger. I'm telling you what, he was formed as a little baby. Uh, God brought him into this world. Uh, he was laid in a manger. He went all through his life, died on the cross, raised from the dead, ascended back into heaven. Uh, he's alive now. Uh, I'm telling you what, uh, he's alive, and because he lives, I can live also. Well, what's that mean about being formed in you? Uh, let me read that again, make it real clear. My little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. When I got saved, uh, Christ was formed in my soul. Uh, he said, I'm in you and you're in me and the Father's in me and I'm in the Father. When I got saved, uh, I praise God. I didn't uh, just get born into him. Uh, he got formed in me. Uh, I've got him in my soul. Boy, I'm glad I've got him. And uh, that little saying that I use sometimes, it's come on my heart this morning. I'm glad I know that I know that I know. I've had uh, people uh, challenge me and they just didn't understand. Uh, I, I didn't take offense at it. I've had people all through my life, uh, they say, now preacher, uh, you talk and you preach and uh, you claim like you really know. I said, I do know. That's why I say that. And they said, oh, you can't really know. One man said, uh, I don't think you can know uh, until the end comes and you stand before God and then you find out. I said, sir, uh, with all humility and humbleness, uh, I don't mean to offend 
change you. But if you're waiting to stand before God at the end to find out, it's going to be some bad news that you're going to get. You've got to be born again in order to go to heaven. But praise God. Listen to this. Then he goes on down through here, and he continues his thought. Now, listen, if you're here and lost this morning, I want you to know you need to get saved. And listen, I believe this is just a thought I've got. I believe some of these folks Paul was talking to here, I believe they were church members because listen what he says and how he said it. He said, I desire to be present with you now and to change my voice for I stand in doubt of you. I believe there are some of them that claimed that they were Christians, uh, claimed they were going to heaven. Paul said, I doubt you, uh, but I like this. Boy, this really touched me when I read this. I desire to be present with you now uh, and to change my voice. Uh, boy, that really stood out to me. Uh, did you ever notice how when a preacher gets hooked, when the Spirit really moves, uh, something about his voice changes? I don't mean the volume especially. I don't mean the speed with which he presents his words, but there's some power in that that changes. I've seen men stand and just speak in a very small voice. I've seen, I think it was Bob Jones, maybe in his latter years, I've seen him get behind the pulpit he hardly moved out of his a spot. And when he spoke, his voice was just like a whisper. But, but the Holy Ghost was in it. It was still the gospel. It was still Holy Ghost preaching. It's not about the volume or the speed with which you speak, but it's the power of God. That's what changes the voice. When God speaks, it's not the man speaking anymore. I'm just a messenger for God. But if the gospel really goes out, it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's where it comes from. That's how it comes. Boy, I'm glad we've got a church that wants the preacher's voice to change. Not just to tell a Bible story, but preach Jesus. And so we go on down through here. Now listen to this. Uh, I want you to get this. Uh, what, what's the problem that they've got down here? Uh, let me uh, go back and uh, get another verse back here. Uh, back here in chapter 2, uh, verse uh, 16. Uh, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. What's he talking about? That's what Brother Vic was talking about. That's the problem that the Galatians had. They wanted to depend on the law. They wanted to be a people that tried to keep the law and trust the law to get them to heaven. What's that mean? Well, when I was a young boy, I guess I had some Galatian in me too. Uh, when the gospel reached me and God was calling me, want me to come to the altar and get saved, uh, something said to me, well, just straighten up and be a better boy and you'll be all right. Uh, just uh, do what your mom and daddy said. Uh, don't lie, don't steal, don't cheat. Uh, don't do any of those bad things. Uh, you'll be okay. Uh, surely you're a good boy. Surely when God smiles down at you uh, and looks at you and you've never done anything real bad, surely you'll be okay. Uh, not so. According to the scripture, we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's not one among us that's done good. The Bible said, no, not one. So if we're depending on our works to get us to heaven, we're not going to make it. Now, preacher, can you explain that a little more? Yeah. And in John 3 and 3, Jesus said, except ye be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. 
Now let me I'll go over here and I'll get another verse if I can I'll find it over here in the book of James. Now it says over here in chapter 2 and verse 10, says, now get this. I want you to listen real careful. This is a great point that God's put on my heart. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. When I first read that as a young man, I thought, well, I don't understand that. Uh, how, if you keep the whole law and fend in one point, you're guilty of all. Uh, now, we used to have a pastor here many years ago. A lot of you folks know him. Some of you younger ones didn't get to see him, but his name was Elbert Smith. I remember once sitting in church at the old building on Albert Street, and uh, Elbert Smith was preaching. He was preaching about that one point. If you keep the whole law and fend in one point, he said, you're guilty of breaking the law. He, he said, here's the thing. If you were in a basket and it was suspended by a chain and the chain was holding you up real high and that chain is what you was depending on to keep you from falling and killing yourself. He said, and that chain, he said, let's say it had 10 links in it. Let's compare it to the 10 commandments. He said, if you just broke one of those links, uh, you would fall to the rocks below and, and you'd be destroyed. So he said, if you keep the whole law and you offend in one point, you're guilty of breaking the law. You, you, you don't qualify to go to heaven unless you're perfect. If you're trying to go to heaven based on the law, you'd have to be perfect. If you could have been perfect, Jesus would not have come and died. Uh, he came and died because we are not able to be perfect, but he was able, and he came, and he died, and he rose again, and he lives, and because he lives, we can live. Well, preacher, uh, if you can't go to heaven unless you're perfect, and you're not perfect, how are you going to go to heaven? Because when I got saved, I was born again. The blood of Christ washed all the sins out of my soul, and perfection came in my soul, not by my hands or not by my thoughts, but by the will and by the grace of God. Let me go and get another scripture here. If I might, I maybe I'll find another one over here. If I can find it just in the middle of me. Okay, here in chapter 3 in Galatians, verse 11. Listen to what this says. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident. For it says the just shall live by faith. Oh, boy, now we're getting into the main point of it. If you can't go to heaven by being a good person, by trying to live right and do right and treat people good, if you can't, how do you go? You go by faith. Again, it says, for that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the, the just shall live by faith. Now, let's go on. And the law is not of faith. But the man that doeth them shall live in them. So if you if you keep the law perfect, you can go to heaven. But you can't do it. That's why you've got to have faith. Oh, praise God. Uh, I'm telling you what. Uh, I had faith in Jesus Christ. He trusted uh, the Father. The Father trusted him. And when I trusted him, I got all three of them. I got the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost in my soul. And so uh, let me go back. Let me uh, read this to you again. I want you to... I want you to get this. And this is where I started, but I want to read it again. It is good to be zealously affected always in a good thing. Let me talk to us at our say. Do you have a, a zeal? Is it a good zeal? Is it a good thing? Do you have a burden for the lost? Well, I'm telling you what Paul did, and if we don't, something's wrong. 
uh, here's the thing. Uh, we've got people we love around us. Now, life is complex, and it's busy, and we get caught up in things, and we get, uh, we get our minds and our thoughts on things. I just, why is that? Because we're human, I guess. That's part of it. But we need uh, to take time out for the Lord and take time out and focus and fix our thoughts on the things of God and our people around us, and we need to pray, and we need to, and boy, I'm glad, and I feel like really, I'll say this, this is what I feel. I feel like, and this is a compliment. I feel like lately that our church has had a great burden. I feel like we've had a great burden for the Lord. Why? How do you think that? Because we've had good conviction. When God is calling through the church and moving in great power, and there's a lot of conviction. I believe it's because people's praying. Well, you say, well, preacher, if you feel that way, why are you preaching on it? Because that's what God gave me. Uh, even, if, even if most of us uh, has got that burden, if there's just a few that don't have it, we need you too. We need to be all together in this thing. Why? Because we move as God's army. And God's able to bless us and help us. And so Paul went on, and I've already preached this, but I want you to think on it again. My little children of whom I travail in birth. That's talking about being burdened for the lost. Boy, I've got that travail today. I can feel it in the church too. Hey, if you're hearing loss, uh, there's folks that's burdened and praying for you. We love you and we're concerned about you. Won't you see you get saved? <coughs> Excuse me. My little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you, until you get saved. Boy, you know what? When you have a burden for the lost, and sometimes it's agonizing, sometimes it's painful. That's what travail means. But boy, when you see them come get saved, it's worth it all. I've heard uh, mothers talk about uh, having so much pain in childbearing and uh, having such a rough time and dealing with it and being hard and all the symptoms that go with it. And they said, boy, it seemed like it was so agonizing. But when the baby was born, they said, forgot all about the pain and rejoiced in the birth. What a joy it is. Well, that's the way it is spiritually. And then he went on. Uh, he went on, and he, and he said again, listen to this. I desire to be present with you and to change my voice, for I stand in doubt of you. That's why I said I think there were some even that belonged to the church. You can have your name on the church books and, and not be saved. Uh, well, you got to say you're saved. Well, uh, I thought a time or two about joining church before I actually got saved, but I didn't do it. I'm glad I didn't, uh, but I don't, I don't criticize people. I've known a number of people since I've been pastor that's come to the altar and got saved, and I said, I already belonged to church, but I wasn't saved. I made a mistake. Well, listen, it's okay. People make mistakes. Don't be ashamed of that. If you belong to church and your name's on Lima Missionary Baptist Church Books, even if Terry Brock's baptized you, that won't get the job done. You need to get saved. If you belong to church and you're not saved, come and get saved and then really join the church. Let's stand and sing a song. Somebody here today needs to move for the Lord, and I suspect and expect that there's people lost here who need to come to Jesus. And, boy, Paul said, I want to come be with you. I want to change my voice. He said, I stand in doubt of you. He wasn't being insulting. He was saying to them, I want you to be saved. I want you to know it, and I want to know that you know it. I want you to be saved. Now, if you're here and lost today, and God's speaking to your heart, I want to beg you to come. If you're here today, and you're one of those Christians that's not really been doing what you should, you don't have to be a bad person, maybe just not following God. If you need to come pray, come. We need to get serious about this while we sing. Amen. Obey the Lord. God bless you this morning.
obey the Lord. Are you ready? Are you ready if this time will come? You can be. You can get ready. Whosoever will, he said, let them come. When God calls, you can come. Please obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord. How sad that is. Amen. Amen. I asked him to stop singing just for a minute. I got something I'm hard need to say. This came to me real strong. So it makes me think that it's especially for somebody. That's the way the Lord works. When I was a lost boy, there were times that I tried to make commitments to the Lord before I ever got saved. You know, God's people need to be committed. We need to have a heartfelt commitment. But here's what I'm talking about. When I was a lost boy and God was dealing with me and I, I felt that conviction and I felt that sin in me and I, I felt condemned by that, I promised God, God, I'll do anything you want me to. Lord, I'll live for you. I'll be a, I'll be a good Christian. I'll, I'll live right. I'll help people. I'll do good things. I'll go to church. And I was still lost. If you try to make a commitment to the Lord and you're lost, that does not make you saved. When I came to a point where I quit trying to promise God things and I quit trying to commit things to God and I, I quit trying to envision myself being a real good person, when I, when I came to a point when I quit trying to pray good enough, see, that was another thing Satan used against me. I thought, I'll pray, I'll make the best prayer ever. And I'll pray and, and it'll satisfy God. My promises and my prayers were not what God was looking for. God was looking uh, for an humble heart to come to him and put all my trust, all 100%, not 99%. I talked to a man once and he said, he said you know, I think we have to do a little something. He said, but I put 99% of my trust in Jesus. Well, he might have just been uh, misspeaking what he meant. I, I, maybe he just didn't say it right. I don't know. But we have to put 100% of our trust in Jesus. Then we have to do a little something. We have to come to him by faith and trust him. That's what we have to do with his help. But it has to be all our trust in Jesus. I'm saved 100% by grace. 100%. 99.9% of grace wouldn't do it. It takes 100%. When I came to a point, and I've told this so many times, but I'd prayed and I'd prayed, and I, I'd got up off the mourner's bench, and I'd, I'd prayed, and I felt so heavy-hearted and so downhearted and so troubled. I was sitting on the altar, and I said, Oh, God, I've done all I can do. I've prayed, and I've promised, and I've done everything, and none of it worked. God wanted me to realize that, and I said, God, I've come as far as I can. I've done all I can do. If you don't save me, I'm a goner. I meant by that in a child's words, God, if you don't save me, I'm going to hell. If God doesn't save you, you're going to hell. Well, preacher, can, can I really get saved? Amen. He said, whosoever will, let him come. Take the water of life freely. God opens up salvation to everybody. God doesn't block the door to any person. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Well, what a God we've got today. 
I want to sing again, and if you're lost, I want you to come. If you're here and you're saved and you just need to move up, come. We need you. Let's all get close to God's we can get. We need you. We need each other. We need the Lord. <clears throat> if you don't want to die and go to hell, you need to make an effort to seek the Lord. He does all the saving, but he lets us do some seeking. If you're not saved, would you come and pray? Come and pray. Let's obey the Lord this morning. Let's obey the Lord. Praise God we have a God like we have. Praise God he's able. like this and uh, a couple more things I want to mention if you're here today and you don't quite know where you are you say well maybe I am saved or maybe I'm not well you need to find out for yourself well how can you find out ask the one who knows God's able to help you uh, there was a time in my life after I'd been saved a while I got thinking maybe I hadn't been saved and I prayed and I said God help me I, I want to know and God immediately took me back to that time I just shared when I was sitting on all the bench. God reminded me of how bad I felt before that and how good I felt when he, he erased all that sin and gave me joy. God reminded me. And he also told me, if you serve me like you're supposed to, you won't have near as many problems doubting your salvation. We need to serve the Lord. So, if, but if you're here today, and you just don't quite know where you stand, don't quite know what to do. Maybe, maybe you're even conflicted about whether you feel like coming to the altar or not. Maybe on the one hand you say, well, I kind of feel like it. On the other hand, I kind of feel not like it. I encourage you if you feel that way to come anyway. You've got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Come and pray. If you don't get satisfied, just get up and go back to your seat. Nobody's going to look down on you for seeking the Lord. Nobody ought to, and I certainly wouldn't. And I'd be proud of you if you come seek the Lord. So, so if you have something that's going on and you're puzzled about it and you need God's help to sort it out and understand it, God's able. He's available. He's here today. Another thing, uh, if you're here and you know you're saved and if God's put it on your heart to join this church, the doors is open, you come and let us know that. But while we're saying, please obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Come. Praise God for that amazing grace. Praise God for that amazing grace. Boy, I can feel it down here.
welcome. The door's open. If God's speaking to your heart, the door's open on whatever he's inviting you to. Just come. Mind the Lord. Mind the Lord. obey this morning. Amen. I still feel God working. It's up to you to respond yes by faith to God or to say no. Whatever God wants you to do, please do it. It'll bless you and it'll bless others. on anybody's heart to say or do in worship. If you've got an impression, you feel your liberty. If not, be seated for a minute and we'll see if there's any announcements. We were supposed to take the Younger Youth Bowling today. Um, however, we are going to postpone that for a later date. Um, there's a lot of kids that have ball games and different things going on, so we did not have very many um, youth able to go today at all. So um, the bowling that we were supposed to do today, we are going to postpone that for a later date. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, but we do have regular youth group this next Sunday. So a week from today, um, the big kids will stay all day and the little ones will stay until three o'clock. Um, and I will let you know on the one call what we're going to have for lunch because I'm not sure yet. So um, just remember that and we will do pray the halls out in the fellowship hall right after church. All right. I don't have any other announcements. Any other announcements? Okay. We'll ask uh, the deacons to dismiss from the back. Everybody would stand. Ask Brother Cooper if he would to dismiss us in prayer.
Dickens will dismiss from the back. If you would, just let them dismiss you by row. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. There's a lot of sweet thoughts in that. <laughs>